Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Got legal questions? She's got the answers. It's time for Lisa on the Law. Now on WICC 600 AM and 107.3 FM. Hello and welcome. We're doing Lisa on the Law today. And joining us right now is Carol from Stratford. Hi, Carol. Welcome to the show today. And thanks for calling. Hi, thank you. Hi. Hi. Uh, My husband passed away on April 8th and he received a bill for January 1st of 23. Uh, Do I have to pay the bill seeing that he passed away? Well, first of all, Carol, I'm sorry your husband passed away. He just passed away a few weeks ago. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay, so in answer to your question, and he passed away in Connecticut, correct? Right, yes. Okay, so the answer is, like so many other answers, is it, little, it literally, it's, it depends. Okay, was, okay. Was, was the bill in connection with his last illness, the January bill? What, did it have to do um, with what he died from? I'm not sure. Let's, it was from Yale New Haven. He died at Yale New Haven Hospital. Okay, okay, so here's the thing. Are you going to be opening an estate for your husband? Did he die with over $40,000 in assets? No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. You don't know yet. Okay. No. Can I I walk you through some questions, honey, just for a little bit? Okay. Okay. Did you guys own a house together? Yes. Have you looked at the deed to the house? No, I haven't. No. Do you think, okay, you need to look at the deed to your house because okay. this, is, this is a lot. Let me, I'm going to back up and then go forward, okay? Okay. The, the reason I'm asking you these questions, Carol, is because mm-hmm. if you, if you're, if you become the executor of your husband's estate, which is to say if he had a will, did he yes. have a will? Did he have yeah, a will? I think so, yes. Okay. And you have the original someplace? Yes. Okay. 
if you end up having to go to local probate court in Stratford, and they'll be very nice there. There's a very nice mm-hmm. judge, Judge Max Rosenberg. He's a sweetheart of a guy. His staff mm-hmm. is very good. If you end up going in there and you call and you make an appointment and you bring the will with you and the death certificate, mm-hmm. and, and you go through what you think your husband owned in his own name. So, mm-hmm. for example, if the house doesn't say joint tenants, then he owned half the house and you owned half the house. So you have to look at the deed. You must okay. look at the deed to the house to see what the house, how the house was titled, because that'll tell you a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. And if he had any bank account in his own name and it was worth over $40,000. No, no, I, I know that he doesn't, know. He doesn't. Okay, okay. No. And anything else that he owned, were you the beneficiary of, like a retirement or life insurance or stuff like that? Uh, yeah, retirement, yes. And you, had a, you and go ahead. He had a pension, and I, I think I was the re, um, beneficiary. Okay, you're going to double check all that stuff. Obviously, it's okay. only been a few weeks, so you're still in shock. So take mm-hmm. it easy. Take it easy. So okay, okay. So the first thing yep. you're going to you're going to want to do this in an orderly way, Carol. Okay. I, I don't want you helter skelter paying bills mm-hmm. un- until you've established what you own, the title that it's owned in, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about it, okay? So, okay. So, okay? So, all right. All right. So, when it comes to the the medical bill of your husband, mm-hmm. if the if the medical bill was in his name, mm-hmm. okay, it's being sent to him. Right. And 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 he was the only one to own it. Right. Owe it. And if there is no estate, uh-huh. Okay? then there's really no way that the hospital can collect the bill from you. Oh, I see. Okay. If you're going to, okay, so a lot of the the reason I say it depends is because if there is an estate and you Mm -hmm. do end up finding that there is an estate in probate court, then one of the primary creditors that you have to pay is you have to pay funeral and you have to pay the, the expenses of the last illness before somebody passed away. Okay. But you only have to pay that from money that was your husband's money. Oh, I and, see. And if your husband died and he had no money because mm-hmm. the pension you're a beneficiary of and mm-hmm. uh, there is no other money, then it goes unpaid because there's no money to pay it. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So before you mm-hmm. rush to pay anything, I want you to step back a little bit and know whether or not there's an estate for your husband, and part of that is going to have to be looking at the deed to your house. Okay. I'll do that. Okay? Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. And okay. if you have any questions, you could easily make an appointment with your local probate uh, court, mm-hmm. which is Stratford, and okay. go in there and sit with them for half an hour. Don't forget to mm-hmm. bring the death certificate with you. Bring that with right. you. And they mm-hmm. will patiently help you through everything. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Carol. You be well. I'm sorry about your husband, honey. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. We're going to we're going to go to our next call. Let's go to Ron. We'll 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 take that call right now from Ron. And Ron, you have a question for us. Remember, this isn't legal advice. This is legal information. Hi, Ron. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Oh, Hi. My pleasure. Um, my wife and I t- took out a, a revocable living trust uh, about a year or so ago, and I uh, was reading through the document, and it says that we have to uh, fund the trust by moving all our assets into the trust. 
Uh, now, I understand about changing bank accounts and so forth, and even, uh, but when it gets down to the house, how do we handle that? Do we have to get a whole new title or title search? Or I, I'm confused. Okay, so this thing called a revocable living trust, and the word revocable means you can take it back, you can change your mind, you can rip it up at any time. It is exactly what it says, revocable, revocable living trust, is a very common estate planning tool where lawyers will tell people that they need to have it because it avoids probate. Now, you didn't, right. a- you didn't ask me about avoiding probate per se, but it's relevant to the answer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So yeah. to the extent that things, that assets are in this other revocable living trust. Let's think of it as a company. It isn't a company. It's like a company. Let's just think of it as a company. It means that you yourself, Ron, don't own it at your death, and therefore it is not a probatable asset. In fact, it's a taxable asset. We could go into that at another time, but it's not a probatable asset because title to the asset does not have to go through a court in order to come out on the other side because you've already given title to the asset in the trust itself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay. I get it. Okay, so the extent to which your estate plan works is the extent to which you actually implement this revocable living trust by putting all of your assets into it. If you have any assets that aren't into it when you die, those assets by definition are probatable. And if they count to being over $40,000 in value, then you're in a full estate. If they're less than $40,000, you are in what we call a small estate. So going back to your question, you know that it is easy. You go to a bank and you can retitle your bank accounts into your revocable living trust because the revocable living trust is essentially an alter ego of you. It's you, but you also doing business by virtue of this trust because it is revocable. Ron, if it was irrevocable, then any transfer to the irrevocable trust would be something that would have to be required to be looked at over your shoulder by your accountant because it would be a taxable exchange, okay, a taxable transfer. So with respect to your house, getting back to your question, the answer is yes, you have to redeed your house into the trust. You have to have somebody draft a deed for you, typically a lawyer. It has to be witnessed. It has to be notarized. And most importantly, it has to be recorded. Mm. 
And it has to be accompanied by a Connecticut uh, conveyance tax transfer form, which will say there's no transfer tax owed because it is a it is a transfer without consideration. It's a transfer for no money. Mm-hmm. It's for you no money, into right. the trust. But unless mm-hmm. you actually go ahead and record a deed into the trust, you have not accomplished your estate plan. Got it. Okay. And your lawyer now, didn't tell you that when they signed up the trust? I, you know, I don't recall. I don't think so. I don't recall. I don't. There was a lot of conversation about the transferring assets and so forth. But I knew that that, that they had to be transferred. Um, but I thought I knew that the house was going to be more complicated, but I didn't know how to do it. So I so I need to go to the lawyer. Can you do that through probate? Could you, you have to get a different lawyer, or you can go to the lawyer. Usually, the one that drafted your will or trust can do a simple deed. Okay, all right. I mean, it's a simple deed, and in terms of whether you need to do a title search or not. You know, that's really up to you. Uh, you presume that you have clear titles subject to your mortgages. If you know you haven't yeah. done anything to encumber your title, you're yeah. basically, and, and, and your attorney can decide whether they want to do a traditional warranty deed or a quit claim deed. The difference is a warranty deed warranties title. It says, I know I've got full and complete title, and here is the title that I'm giving you. Uh, but a quick claim deed is whatever title I have, I'm giving you. So if it's a title that isn't great, you're getting that. I'm not making any warranties about my title. Uh, either way, uh-huh. it's not going to matter much. You just want the deed into your revocable living trust, and it must be recorded, Mon. If it's just sitting yeah. in an office someplace, it's not going to do you any good. Will the attorney record it, or do, am I responsible for recording it? That's basically you're taking it to the register, uh, to the town or register of voters, or never register of voters, the town clerk. Town clerk. I mean, your attorney can say to you, do you want to record? And if you say, yes, I'm willing to record, then you can go to the town clerk and record it yourself. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. And it would be, in your case, Trumbull, the Trumbull town clerk. Every town has their own town clerk. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. and that's what that is. And uh, and this way you're divesting yourself of a probatable estate. Now, you said all assets. So that include automobiles, jewelry, yes. furniture. Well, okay. not jewelry okay. and furniture because those are tangible assets and they're typically not in someone's name per se anyway. Really. Okay. They're really not. Unless you have an art collection of great worth. Or, you know, something of great worth. But typical, no. But cars, yes. And, in fact, cars, uh, a couple of years ago, our DMV started doing an even better thing, which is you can, on the back of your title, you can designate a transfer on death to somebody, and that is also bypassing a will. Okay. So you can call the DMV and ask them about a TOD with your car. That's even better. That's easier. Uh Than transferring it to a trust. You don't want the trust to own a car. Who cares? You don't want no. that. T- yeah. TRD stands for what exactly? Transfer on death. Oh, transfer on death. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll allow you to do that. Okay. So that's really good, too. So those are the basic assets that people have, a car, a house, and money. Mm-hmm. That's what, and make, you know, securities and all that stuff. Make sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that brings up another, another question. Do I have to go back and change the title on the securities, like a 401K or IRA or anything for that effect? Your, your 401K and IRA typically already have a designated beneficiary of someone other than you. So whether it's your wife or your kids or a trust, it doesn't matter as long as it has a designated beneficiary. If it doesn't have one, then it will devolve to your estate, and that's not what you want. Mm -hmm. So make sure it has a designated and a contingent and a backup. 
I do. I do have that. I got taught with my father when he passed away. Uh, the, the beneficiary was my mother, who predeceased him, which made things a little bit more complicated in terms of when he passed away. That's so, right. Uh, and then it would have gone through his estate. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Yeah. And if that's what you're trying to avoid, you want to have the contingent beneficiary as well. Yeah, I've done that. Okay, great. I All appreciate right. your, your advice. Here. Thank you very much. All right, Ron. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you for being part of Lisa on the law. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate Thanks. it. I do. All Thanks. Right. It's okay. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.